One of the most important things for a pastor is rest. And there's about four to eight Sundays, depending on where you're located geographically, that honestly, if Jesus himself showed up and preached in your church, people wouldn't come. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Logan. Logan. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really good. Why are you good? I leave for Europe really soon. You're going to Europe? <laughs> what, what? Okay, so you're going to Europe. I what am. is your, what's the, what's the place you're looking forward to visiting the most? Can I say it on this podcast? Oktoberfest. Yeah, you can say that. Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest. in Germany. Oktoberfest in Germany. Um, and folks, it's it's only because of the amazing scenery, right, Logan? Oh yeah, Swiss yeah, Alps. Absolutely. Swiss Alps completely. Yeah, and the, the Germans, outfits. Hey, listen, I went to Germany one time and I know why the Germans lost two world wars now. Because they they are the drinking beer. beer. <laughs> they're drinking beer. They're hammered by lunch. And it's different kind and of so, beer. It's so, so they're good. trying to fight going. <laughs> Is this where you, you point the barrel? <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't fight when you're speaking cursive. So that's mm, I mean, when you're drinking beer for breakfast, you're probably gonna lose the fight. So oh, that I'm, just sounds miserable. I'm just saying. So it oh, by the way. If you're listening to this podcast in Germany, we meant no offense to the. I'll see uh, you there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see you there. What are we? What are we talking about today? Well, first of all, I can just offer a you're welcome to our listeners because this is a great topic we're talking about today. A little golden nugget of information. This is fun. We're talking about a sermon calendar and the benefits yep. of it today. Yep. So, for our people listening, can you tell everyone how you came up with this system? Well, w- one of the things that. Um, one of the things that somebody told me years ago that made sense is that every reference to spiritual growth in the Bible is agricultural. And the reason that stuck out to me is because we're, we're not an agricultural society. Most of us aren't. We're, we're, we're a technological society. And so we're used to having things immediately. Is there an app for that? Let's download that. Let's Does go to the Amazon store. have it? Yeah, Amazon. They're like droning in stuff for us. And so we're used to things immediately. But in the scriptures, um, the references to growth, specifically spiritual growth, and I believe church growth, are all agricultural. So if you, Logan, you've planted I'm stuff. I'm a gardener. You y'all. are a gardener. And so you plant stuff and then you got to water it. You, you got to weed. Hey, got, Nana and Papa, kudos to them. They let me use their land for my garden. So thanks, Nana. Thanks, what are you, Papa. What are you most excited about growing? I want to try spaghetti squash. I've okay. never done that before. But what have you grown in the past? Uh, cucumbers are okay. totally different. How long did They're it take? So how long did it take for the cucumbers to grow? Oh, like flower or grow like an actual cucumber? An actual cucumber. Like a month. Okay, maybe? so it takes time. Oh yeah, totally. and you got and so that's the same way it is with a sermon calendar. Is a lot of times, um, for well, I, I'll just say this: um, I lived from week to week for about two or three years. 
Um, cause I'd be week like, to week. like week to week, like thinking, okay, this week I'm going to preach on this, but next week I'm going to preach on this, like trying to figure it out. Um, I didn't preach in series, which once again, this is all personal preference. This is not a biblical mandate, but I began to study the, the, the scriptures and see that spiritual growth was seasonal and began to look at the calendar, began to look at the patterns of growth that I had seen just in the church I served and asking around us from other churches. And I also believe that spiritual are, are that numerical growth is seasonal within the church. And then there are some times of natural momentum where the church is naturally, there are times there's about eight to 10 weeks a year. You don't have to do anything except open the doors and people are going to show up. But then Christmas, yeah, Christmas, Easter, stuff like that. But then there's some other times where you as a church leader or a leadership team can create momentum. There is actually a way to create momentum. And, um, and a lot of people, when I will talk about this, they'll say, you mean build hype? And I'm like, no, no. Building hype is when you're, when you say something, but you don't believe it. Like if you say this is going to be the best ever, if you don't feel like it's going to be the best ever, then you shouldn't say that. That's so there's true. A, there's a difference between hype and hope. I always told people Ooh. I never, ever, ever, ever was the hype guy. I was the hope guy because um, I always felt like the best was yet to come. So anyway, the long answer to your question is church growth, I believe, is seasonal. And because it's seasonal, there's, also, there's a way to step into those natural seasons of growth. And then even during the seasons where you're not growing— there's a way to pl- um, to till the ground, to plant the seeds, to get some things started. So when you get to that next season where growth is assured, then you've planted some seed during the um, the non-growth times where you can actually have a more abundant harvest. Boy, that got super deep there. For it a really did. Wow, I'm feeling spiritual. So for people listening, what is the sermon calendar? A sermon calendar is basically. Um, about now some people could do it in six month segments but i'm real big on trying to plan a year ahead an entire year yeah 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 so so you plan a year ahead but when i say plan a year ahead it's not like you have detailed 52 detailed outlines if you can do that good lord praise god for you um but i'm talking about concepts and ideas um so so i'd have like thirty thousand foot view um, for about a year out and then specific content, um, like what we might want to cover every week for the series, at least six months out. So if you're planning six to 12 months out, and let me just say this for your, for your creatives, they love it. Cause if you give a creative person more time to develop, um, what you want them to develop, you're going to get a much better Product. Oh, that's so true. It, Say it again, Perry. It is true. It Give is, it, your it creatives time, all the, people. All the creatives just love me. Um, <laughs> the two that actually listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> and so Sermon Calendar is basically just planning out your messages based on the seasons of growth and the seasons of preparation in the natural church calendar. So having access to that, why is that useful to a pastor? Well, there's a couple things it does for a pastor and just a whole leadership team. Number one, um, and this is huge for pastors, it, it lets you know when you can rest. 
One of the most th- important things for a pastor is rest. And there's about four to eight Sundays, depending on where you're located geographically, that honestly, if Jesus himself showed up and preached in your church, people wouldn't come. I mean, they just wouldn't show up. And it has nothing to do with anointing God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, or them being evil, wicked people. Those Sundays are just Sundays they're not going to show up to church. And once again, it depends on region and geography, but typically about four to eight Sundays. So on those four to eight Sundays, just bring in a guest preacher, use a video, stick your youth person up there, um, <laughs> let the worship leader sing a few songs and send everybody home. Like like uh, in the spring, when we spring forward and we lose an hour, oh, God. And if you have like an 8.30 service on that weekend, like – Four people are there, and it's only because they're on staff and you paid them to be. Um, <laughs> seriously, so so it's like figuring out when to rest. It's also figuring out how to maximize and create momentum off of your natural times of what I call God-given momentum. Like your, I call it your dumb growth, where you just open your doors and people are just walking in and you didn't do anything. So when you have those seasons, how do you capitalize that on that and actually sustain that momentum that God gave, gave I believe, every church as a gift. So what is the component of the sermon calendar people wouldn't necessarily think of? One of the things, and I learned this the hard way, um, is I talk about this when, when I talk about sermon calendar a lot with pastors and church leaders, is we can fall into the trap of thinking that our people know what we know. And so, um, I know a lot of pastors and church leaders, I did this for years. I would get so excited on Easter because Easter numbers or Christmas numbers, but specifically Easter numbers were enormous. I mean, just everybody showed up for Easter and it was great and, um, all this other stuff. And then the next week we're back to normal. And so then you're depressed because, you know, nobody came back to church. And I finally figured out um, years ago, it finally clicked, on Easter, okay, most important thing is, you know, yes, Jesus is alive. Let's, Let's get that covered at Easter, all right? But the next most important thing is tell the people what you're starting the next week, like what series, what you're doing the next week, and why it matters to them. Like, you tell them what and you tell them why. Because we think, oh, they showed up at Easter, They'll just love this place so much that they'll naturally show up next week. No, they're not coming back till Christmas unless we tell them, hey, by the way, next week we're starting this, and this is why we're doing it, and it's got to have that hook that pulls them back in, and then you build out, I can kind of geek out about this, because you can build out like a whole social media plan, and you build out a promotional plan, to. because listen, praise God they came at Easter, but getting them to come back the next week that's that's where the, because from Easter to Mother's Day, if you do it right, you can have a really, really, really great run of growth, momentum, salvation, and baptism during that season. Have you always used a sermon calendar? No, no. So I'm curious, like when was the switch for you? For me, it was in about two thousand and three, two thousand four ish. Um. Up until that time, I'd, I'd planted a, the church in 1999, 
and I preach week to week. So I'd be like, hey, we're going to preach on this this week. We're going to preach on this this week. We're preaching on this this week. Let me, let me back up. I started in 2002. I started in 2002 because um, I, I still have every sermon that I've ever written on my computer. Um, <laughs> it's How of, is your iCloud big enough for I, that? I man? don't know, man. Thank you, Apple. Um, <laughs> actually, I use Dropbox. Ed, does, does Apple own Dropbox? or Okay, Dropbox is separate. Okay, well, either Amazon or Apple probably buy Dropbox because they're going to conquer the world. True. Um, but, but yeah, so, I've, so I started series in like 2002 and, and really kind of discovering that rhythm. I didn't really, um, I think, put, put dot the I and cross the T on it until about 2005 or 2006. And after that, I began to use it pretty regularly. So what would you say, because <laughs> I'm sure there's someone listening that says, I'm more Holy Spirit-led, and yeah. I don't want to plan out that much. I'm more spur of the moment. Yeah, 90% of those people, I would just say they're lazy. Um, because that that's reality. Now, I, I know some pastors that can literally get up with a Bible, and after about five minutes of preparation, but that's kind of like, they're the, they're the LeBrons of the preaching world. I mean, I mean, are we like throwing out Kobe or uh, can we associate Kobe's been, the two? Kobe's retired. Oh, he's been out of the game sure. for a while. I knew that. That's yeah. I knew. Let let me handle the sports references. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um. So, but I would say, <laughs> I would say that um, a lot of guys that say that honestly, they're just lazy because and because this is what they say, Logan. They say, well, you know, Jesus said that. If we didn't know what to say, he'd give us the words to say. Well, Jesus did say that, but Jesus was saying that in the context of when you are brought before kings and governors and put on trial for your life, for living and preaching the gospel, God would give you the words to say. So, so, so Jesus said those things to his apostles so they would, prepared, so they would be prepared to go to trial. He didn't say that to lazy preachers so they wouldn't have to prepare during the week. Really let that simmer for a second, y'all. Really important distinction. So if if and it all comes down to loving your people. If you love your people, plan what you're gonna say to them. So a sermon calendar is for everyone. I you know, that's another thing. I think it is. Some people operate great without it. There are some Really great churches all across the world that are growing and they don't have a system or a sermon calendar. That's just the way I think, I think it works. And if a pastor or church leader, they feel completely frazzled and like they're scrambling all the time, I think it's a great way to bring things back in and help them focus and concentrate. Right. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt anything. No, 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 no. No, it's not going to hurt anything at all. Is there anything else? Unfortunately, we're concluding this podcast. Unfortunately. Cause, Unfortunately. Because we got to talk about your sports knowledge. Listen, I never was a self-proclaimed sports fan, <laughs> ever. You could tell that in the football show, y'all. Yeah, we did do the football show last year. We got to do another one of those episodes. I know. The fans are asking, man. They are. They are. No, I To close this episode, really, I'll just talk about um, the fact that in the Getting Better at Preaching resource, I walk people through how to plan a sermon calendar and you can take it and adapt it geographically, regionally, spiritually to your church and your people. But I've had, we had a guy in here last week, um, Logan, that was just telling us that he started using the sermon calendar and 
it worked in his church, and I'm not surprised that it worked. And the reason I'm not surprised that it worked is because I, I saw it work for 15 years, and not just in the churches that I led, but in other churches where people were. And listen, it takes time. It's just like planting a garden. It takes time. But if you give it time, it will help you build and sustain momentum. So we've got that resource available at IWantMyChurchToGrow.com. If you just click on resources and getting better at preaching, there's this whole thing. I talked about it last week. Just the interview with Stephen Furtick is amazing. He's He dropped some, some truth bombs in there that are pretty cool. Um, there's six concepts for a successful sermon preparation, how to plan a one year calendar. You can go that, you can go through that with your team. And if you'll use the code growth 18, that's the number 18, not the word, but growth 18, it knocks $50 off that price. Happy Halloween, everybody. That's You're our, welcome, fam. That's, that's our, that's our gift to our, our podcast people. So check that out if you get a chance and come back next week where we're going to talk about whether or not the church is a business. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Whoa, 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 whoa.